0: You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, we're finishing a series this morning entitled Looking Forward. Everybody say looking forward. And I want you to think just for a moment of the uh, most intense, ultimate thing that we're looking forward to. Heaven. And this morning, I want to talk about heaven. Anybody looking forward to heaven? Now, don't rush it. We don't want to rush it. Uh, There's a right time for us to get there. And uh, so be careful with all of that. But we want to spend a few moments on this this morning that we are indeed looking forward to heaven. And what do we do in the meantime? In Psalm 8, verse 3 and 4, the psalmist said, when I consider your heavens, The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. What is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? And so that is talking about the heavens that are above us, the atmosphere. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But if we can consider just out of what has he has created that surrounds us. And it brings us to this point of saying, and what are we, what is man that you are mindful of us? And then I want us to consider a little bit higher this morning and that is the heaven that is the habitation of God and it's the destination of believers. So let's, let's just understand that this morning, that heaven is the habitation of God. Everybody say the habitation of God. And it's the destination of believers. Say the destination of believers. And I want you to know something. I have people that have been in my life There were loved ones that were believers uh, that have already gone on, and they've reached their destination of heaven. And that's part of the great benefit, one of the things that we'll look forward to, because we we can only see so much. But that is one of the thrills that we'll have is to be reunited with our loved ones who are believers who uh, have gone to their destination, which would be heaven, which is the habitation of God. There's a lot of hazy notions and kind of commercial ideas all mixed up with our ideas of heaven. Uh, a lot of people kind of think of heaven as, um, you know, a lot of chubby cherubs, you know, strumming harps and sitting on clouds and drinking little heaven drinks and things. Uh, Gary Larson, the the cartoonist who did The Far Side, which to me is award-winning. I, I love The Far Side. He had done a cartoon years back of... Um, This guy in heaven, he's got his little wings on and just sitting around, sitting around, sitting around. He goes, if I knew heaven was going to be like this, I would have brought a magazine. (laughs) And so we don't really uh, have a good, clear view of heaven like we should. And the scripture reveals much from beginning to end. It shows us much, much about heaven. And we use the word heaven and heavenly in a lot of weird ways. We uh, sometimes we apply it to food. I mean, you know, sometimes food or just the smell of food is heavenly. You know, there have been places like on a vacation or something, we'll pull up and they're barbecuing. And it's like heaven, you know. We'll apply it to food, to chocolate. Oh, can I get a better amen? Chocolate to a trip that we would go on a, a vacation or or a foot massage or anything, you know. We apply it to Uh, Use that term in that way, but I want us to look a little bit higher a little bit better And again to realize that heaven is the habitation of god and it's the destination of believers There is so much on heaven to cover and we're certainly not going to endeavor to do that I just want to hit a couple very important points on our way to there and then once we get there First of all, there are three heavens three heavens There's the atmospheric heaven a physical heaven that is around us and you have uh Sometimes that heavens are humid and we have stars and moons and green clovers. No, that's the Lucky Charms commercial. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, you've got the atmosphere, the physical atmosphere that is around us. There's also a second heaven that Ephesians tells us about among other places. In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, for we do not hear, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, this is not physical. This is spiritual. This is unseen. You're not going to be able to get your telescope out. Aha, the devil. You know, you're, you're not going to. But in essence, there is a heavenly realm as far as heavens that is spiritual that would be sort of like the headquarters for the for the devil and then there's the third heaven and this is the habitation of god paul was caught up there in second corinthians 12 verse 2 he said i was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago whether i was in my body or out of my body i don't know only god knows because it was such a Real, real and heaven is literal and real is so intense and so amazing that he couldn't tell. Am I here in physical form or spiritual form? I don't even know. This is so intense. I've never been in anything like this. And so Paul was caught up into that habitation of God, the third heaven. Now, regarding the third heaven, that is where Jesus, the son of God, descended from the third heaven to earth and put on flesh, took the form of a servant and dwelt among us, lived a perfect life, taught the most incredible teachings that have ever been uttered on this planet. And then he paid the price on Calvary for our sins. And he died and he was buried and rose again the third day. And when he did ascend, he ascended up to that third heaven. Weeks later in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended from the third heaven and came like a rushing and mighty wind. And he came and he filled believers and he began a work where he began to fill believers and empower us to be able to live this life and be witnesses for him. And if you've not been with us on Wednesday nights, you need to be here on Wednesday nights. We're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And let me say this about the day of Pentecost. It does not need to be duplicated. It just needs to be appropriated. We don't have to set all that up again. The Holy Spirit has come and his powers in the earth, but he descended from the third heaven and and came down into the earth, and he dwells now in temples not made with hands, the temples that are you and I. And then one day our life will be over. I, you know, it's not a bummer. One day life will be over, and the Bible tells us this: to be absent is to be present. Absent from the Lord is to be uh, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And then we, when we die, or if we fly, the rapture of the church. Either way, we will suddenly be in the presence of the Lord. Now, I personally think the fly thing would be really cool. And it'll happen so quick and it'd be so awesome. But if we don't get that, we can still hold on to that as, the, as our blessed hope. And if we die, I trust that you have this today, today as a believer, you need not fear death. D.L. Moody said this, if you read in the paper tomorrow that I have died, don't believe a word of it. He said, for I have not died, I have gone into even more life. I am more alive than ever. The message Bible brings that out as well. Paul said, I've, "I'm torn." He said, "I've desire to leave and desire to stay." And the message Bible brings us out. He said, "Here's my choices: life or more life." And it's in, it's in an instant because to be absent is to be present, and it's like going through a curtain. And we're here, and then suddenly, boom, we're here, over into the presence of God. And it's important that you and I be believers and that we're on the list for this. Are you with me? Now, heaven is a real and literal place. It contains things that we know about and we're familiar with. So, and then let me just cut to the chase on this. I believe the earth is God's style. As far as a decorator, how many of you know that we can drive all over this beautiful country and, and we live in a gorgeous area and there's places that you, you go or have been to. And it's such a beautiful place. And we find that so many of the things that we're ooing and awing about on this planet are also in heaven. And let me just go over a few things that are in heaven. Food. That's the burning question. <laughs> and there is food. There's rest. There are trees, rivers, parks, animals, seas, streets, gates gems mountains rainbows goes on and on and on also there's some things that we're familiar with that are not in heaven such as there will be no temple revelation 21:22 says that god and jesus themselves are the temple there's no sun or moon or need for light because jesus himself is the light of that city there are no locked gates there's no night there are no tears there's no sadness There's no pain. Any of you, just be glad about that. Just no, just no pain. No time. Yeah. No bills. Oh, there you are. Okay. See, I'm keeping notes up here. You got most excited about food and bills. There is nothing that defiles. You won't have to be concerned about your neighbor's lawn. Junk cars up on blocks, barking dogs, or booming subwoofers. You don't have to worry about that in heaven. And nothing can mess it up. No one, no thing can mess it up. You can plan the greatest picnic on earth and ants and skeeters show up. And then some little bratty kid from another group will show up. I used to be that guy. Okay. What y'all eating? (laughs) But you can plan whatever you want, you know, and it seems like your parade gets rained on. But I'm telling you what, in heaven, no one and no thing can mess it up ever. Nothing that is an abomination or unapproved by God will enter. There will be no strife. There will be no discord. There'll be nobody talking bad about you. There'll be no evil. There'll be no pride, no lust, no competition, no lies. You know why there's no lies? Because all the liars are down at the lake. It's scriptural. Heaven is also called paradise. In that same passage, Paul said, Second uh, Corinthians twelve, uh, verse four. He says that I was caught up to paradise. He uses it interchangeably with the third heaven. And heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. And let me add, even if he could tell it because it's so intense and so incredible. Let me just go ahead and say this. I wouldn't miss heaven for the world. Okay? Now, it's paradise. Paradise means pleasantness, bliss, delight. And that's what the habitation of God in heaven is. Jesus spoke to the thief on the one side when he was being crucified. And he said, today you will be with me in paradise. In Revelation 2, 7, heaven is referred to as the paradise of God. The Garden of Eden in the beginning of humankind was also referred to as paradise. And what God had in heaven, he also had in earth in that garden. He planted things there. My question has always been... Where did he get what he planted? Of course, he created everything. But that Hebrew word also includes the idea of an idea of transplant. There's a possibility that maybe some of those things are actually been transplanted from heaven into the earth. And they're still in the earth today. And that's part of the beauty of it all. But let's think about Adam just for a moment. He lived to be 930 years old. Anybody near that old? Anybody ever felt that old? Okay, there we go. We don't know how long he was in the garden before he actually was driven out. Did you know they were driven out? It was such an incredible place that once sin came, they had to be driven out. And then an angel posted guard with a flashing two-edged sword just to keep them them out. Uh, That place still exists on the planet. And I think there's something about the flash of that sword that blinds people that they can't find the entrance into that. And it's somewhere in the MidEast around all the stuff that's going on. It's somewhere over there in the cradle of civilization. Wars being fought all around that, and they can't even see it. And you're not going to find it on a map, and you can't find it by a satellite, but uh, it's hidden and it's protected. But he had to be driven out. He had to be driven out. And I don't know how old he was. There, it doesn't indicate to us in Scripture how old he was when he left. I don't know if he was 30. I don't know if he was 100, yeah, we don't know, but he lived to be 930 years old. And So just for thought this morning, how did the guy live that long? How did he live that long? Well, let me point out to you that in paradise, in the third heaven, in the habitation of God, the two main features, you ready for this? The two main features are the tree of life and the presence of God. there would be so many other things, your loved ones. The beauty, uh, uh, so many things. So you, trust me, you won't need to bring a magazine. There'll be so much to do and so much to see. And there'll be so many things you go. I wish I could just stand here forever and watch this. You can, and you still have plenty of forever left. But the two main feature, the high points of heaven are the tree of life and the presence of God. Now let's go back to the garden again. How did Adam live to be 930 years old? And I don't know if he left when he was 30, when he was 50, when he was 100, when he was driven out of the garden. But this was the thing. I believe that he lived on that long, first of all, because he didn't know how to die. And because of the residual effects of he was partaking of the tree and he was walking in the presence. And so that eternal life of God was there in the garden. It was there and he partook of it. And it took a long time for that body to eventually shut down. Now, it's paradise. In Matthew eleven, twenty-five, and also, and I'm going to read from Acts seventeen, twenty-four. Y'all still here? Yeah. All right. Nobody's gone to heaven yet? Alright, good. Don't don't not during service. Okay. <laughs> Acts seventeen, verse twenty four, it says, God who made the world and everything in it. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth does not dwell in temples made with hands. Jeremiah says in Jeremiah twenty three twenty four, I, God, fill heaven and earth. So not only did he make heaven and earth, he fills heaven and earth. And he is the Lord of heaven and earth. And I believe this, that because he's Lord of heaven and earth, that he gives us as believers a little bit of heaven to go to heaven in. I believe that we can have a little bit of heaven on earth. Now hang with me. When man fell, original sin, what God had intended was now ruined. And what the first Adam messed up on, the second Adam, Jesus, came and fixed. And when he came and fixed, he brought and made available for us now what I want to call, and I've used this phrase even recently with you, supplements. Everybody say supplements. I'm not talking about vitamins, but it's the same kind of thing. Supplements from heaven. Follow me. Supplements from heaven. It's things that are not found here. You cannot find these things on earth. They don't grow here. Nobody can manufacture these things here. But they're what God originally intended for man. And it's things that he wants to restore into a believer's life as he brings wholeness to a broken man. And as he brings those things. And these are the things that make the difference. These are the things that help us to get through life. Supplements from heaven. Let me just write down a couple of them for you here. And I I want you to please yell out a few of these. Here's one. Peace. Joy. Hope. Popcorn. What? Grace, grace, big one. Mercy. Hold on, I'm still spelling mercy. How about protection? How about provision? Come on. Alicia was talking about. God coming through in ways that man doesn't even look for. How about forgiveness? How many of you blown it since Tuesday? How many of you know the, the life ebbing out of you feeling, when you get that bad attitude, you look at what you shouldn't have, you go where you shouldn't have, you say, you do what you should, or you don't do what you should or say, or you get that attitude or those ugly words or whatever it would be. How many of you know that that, that is a horrible load to bear? Come on, that's a horrible load to bear and it plays against these other other supplements here. But thank God for his mercy and thank God for his forgiveness that you can go to him and confess to him that I have sinned and he is faithful and he is just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and to create a right spirit in you and put a brand new heart in you and restore the joy of your salvation. And Hebrews even says to cleanse your conscience, even from dead works that you might serve the living God. These are supplements that we have from heaven. And there are people, there are people that are not in church today. Listen, there are people not in church today because they are looking for these things. And they spent most of the night looking for these things. Some of them are sleeping off last night because they were looking for some peace and looking for some joy and looking for some kind of something in people and bottles and drugs and places and all kinds of things that are looking for. Some of them are just getting in from last night. And we don't judge them because such were some of us. But somehow he found us and we found him and however it worked, we're really, really glad about that. And now we have supplements that come from heaven. And be careful to not be quick to judge people because they're looking for the same thing that you have somehow by the grace of God found. And that's why we've got to do a better job of being some salt and being some light. Oh, come on, you'll clap when you don't have bills, but you've got to do a better job of being salt and being light. And living these supplements. And the list goes on and on and on. And they are not found here naturally. And here's the wonderful thing. We're living here in the natural. And this is his super that he puts on our natural. And that's what makes the difference in this life. That is what makes the difference in this life. Otherwise, you don't have peace. Otherwise, you don't have wisdom. Otherwise, you don't have favor. Otherwise, you don't have the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the inward witness. Otherwise, you don't have the blessing, the favor that gives you an advantage for success. You don't have that. And he changes all of that with supplements from heaven that he pours out here on the earth. So I believe that he gives us a little bit of heaven to go to heaven in. He gives us some heaven on earth. Can somebody say amen today? Thank you, Lord. So I am not, and I, and I challenge you, do not just live your life subject to every blow and punch that the news media throws at you. That this is bad, and that's ugly, and this is going to get worse, and hold on for this, and they did that, and look at them, and we don't trust them, and we hate them, and all that going on. And that's real deal stuff, and that's on the earth, and that's natural, but thank God we've got some super on our natural, and we can look at things a little bit different. And whatever goes on on this earth, His grace huge supplement. His grace is enough. It's sufficient. And, 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 and as long as we're here, we know where we're going. We know where our destination is, but as long as we're here, thank God that he pours out supplements from heaven to us here on the earth. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, how do we get there? How do we get there? Well, there's a lot of jokes about that. You know, and if you're good enough or if you keep six of the Ten Commandments or you give some money or show up at church at least two holidays a year. I mean, there's all, all kinds of things. And then what happens when we get there? Well, then there's the entrance exam at the pearly gates. It's usually St. Peter that's in charge and, you know, got all those things. And there's a whole bunch of jokes on that. And I'm not going to take time to share all those this morning. But I do have one that I do that I do, <laughs> do want to share this elderly couple, they're in their late 80s. They've been married 60-some uh, years. And uh, the last 10 or so years of their life, they've really gotten health conscious. And they're eating all kinds of organic, healthy, healthy foods. And one day they're out in their yard, you know, looking over their organic herbs and stuff that they're growing. And they get hit by lightning. And the next thing you know, they're at the pearly gates. So Peter says, come on in. So he said, I want to show you your mansion. So he takes them to this mansion that is their dream home multiplied over. I mean, it's incredible how everything's just handcrafted and beautiful. The kitchen, you wouldn't believe. The master suite is amazing. There's a jacuzzi. There's one staircase leading only up and one staircase leading only down. It's just an incredible thing. And the the old gentleman just kind of shakes his head and says to Peter, he says, how much is this place? And Peter said, this is heaven. This is free. It's okay. And he walks them out and opens up the back doors into this grand lanai. And they go out. And the house just so happens to border this championship golf course. It's just fabulous. Looks at it. It's like nothing he has ever seen. He said, you can play here every day as often as you want. You won't even get tired. And you can play whenever. You don't have to wait. You don't nobody playing through. Nothing like that. And then once a week, the course in automatically completely changes and becomes another kind of course. And he just kind of looks down the old gentleman and he goes, well, how much are the greens fees? And he goes, this is heaven. This is heaven. It's free. Come on, let's go over to the clubhouse. So they went to the clubhouse and there they go into the restaurant and there's this buffet cuisine from all over the place. It's just like unreal. The food and the old gentleman, he shakes his head and he goes, well, how much does it cost to eat? And he said, you don't get it. You don't get it. This is heaven and this is free. And he says, well, I'm looking at it all. And there's no uh, low cow, low fat <laughs> health foods all over the place. And Peter said, that's one of the great things about this. You can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, as much as you want, and you won't get fat and you won't get sick. So the gentleman thinks about it and he looks at his wife and he says, you and your brand muffins, we could have been here 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So eat up. (laughs) How do we get there? I already shared with you, first of all, you die or you fly. Now, so far, the human mortality rate is right at hundred percent. There are three people that die every second. 11,000 people die every hour, 250,000 people die every day. And then there's one or two places that they're going to go. It's either going to be heaven or hell quarter of a million people every day we've got to do a better job being salt and light in john chapter 13 simon peter said to him lord where are you going because he kept talking about going away where are you going jesus answered him where i'm going you cannot follow me now now this is before the crucifixion where i'm going you cannot follow me now but you shall follow me afterward let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am there, you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Get this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth. The life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, in this world today, we've got a flavorless mix of stew and pudding of religion that's just been mishmashed all together. It has no bite, It, it has no health, it has no added ingredients. We just come one, come all, we just mix it all together. And I've got news for you that I believe you already know and you need to know. There is only one name. There is only one way. Jesus is the way. There's all kinds of religions. And, there, and, and notice even the focus of the onslaught. The only religion not really even being tolerated or protected in these days is Christianity. And that's the spirit of Antichrist that is in the world. It's not, a, it's not man's uh, idea to fight against. It's not some kind of conspiracy man has come up with. That's the spirit of Antichrist. Any other religion, you can make up one if you want it. And it will be somehow protected, but it's because of that. But I'm going to tell you the one truth, the one way is Jesus Christ. And no man comes to the father, but by him It's through faith in Jesus Christ as your savior, that he's the one that can forgive you of your sins. And no man comes to the father, but by Jesus and make no mistake. Jesus said he not only, he not only made the way Jesus is the way and he's the only way. Amen? All right. Now, he told the disciples, if I leave, I'm going to prepare a place. And that's the emphasis is on preparing something. That word prepare means to make ready. It also includes the idea of adjustment. And it means this Jesus, about to go to the cross, said, I've got to go do some things to prepare, to adjust, to make ready man for heaven and heaven for man and so he's done that work and so you know what heaven is ready and we've got to make sure that we are heaven ready now in revelation 21:27 again answering the question how do we get there revelation 21:27 says only those who are written in the lamb's book of life it's also literally the lamb's book of the living Revelation twenty fifteen says that if your name is not found written in that book, then you're hurled into the lake of fire. Now, listen, I don't know how to explain all of that. And I'm not going to give you kind of some soft blow on that. Well, don't worry about it. Just be sweet and all that. No, no. Here's here's the deal. You've got to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. And you do that by receiving Jesus as the Lamb who gives you life. In John chapter three, verse three, Jesus said, he answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, that's how you become living truly. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Philippians three twenty says for our citizenship is in heaven which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my citizenship, my earthly citizenship is in the United States of America, and I proudly say that. I'm so proud of our nation. I know we got all kinds of stuff going on, but i tell you what, I am super glad and super blessed, and it's the grace of God to be a citizen of the United States of America. I am. And we're patriots around here. And some of you, there may be some of your citizenship is some in some other nation. And and I hope that you have some sense of national pride that you're proud of where you came from and you should be. And it's a beautiful thing. But I'm I'm proud of where I'm from. You should be proud of where you're from. But that's just our earthly citizenship. When you are a believer and when your name is on the docket, when you are your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, your citizenship, your real citizenship is in heaven. Everybody say my citizenship is in heaven. If, uh, Philippians three twenty goes on to say, for uh, uh, Ephesians two nineteen goes on to say, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners regarding heaven, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. In in the book of Hebrews. Uh, Chapter 11, it talked about those who died in faith. It says that they came to realize that they were strangers and aliens on this planet. The Amplified Bible says they realized they were temporary residents. You've heard it said before, we're just passing through. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Our citizenship is otherworldly. Our citizenship is in heaven, but we're just passing through here. We're strangers in this land. I said, we're strangers in this land. And we have some stuff with us that gets shipped into us because second Corinthians 520 y'all still here? Just a minute more here. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors. Everybody say ambassadors. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. We are citizens of heaven. We are here on this earth as temporary residents. And we are ambassadors Now, let me tell you something. Ambassadors receive all their support, all their supply, all their protection from their homeland. And in time of danger and threat and war, the first ones removed from that land are the ambassadors. And before great tribulation comes onto this earth, God will remove his ambassadors. And in the meantime... In the meantime, we can count on it that we can live okay because our support, listen, our support is not the government, your job or any other of those things. You participate in those things and you do so honorably and with great integrity and, and with good effort. We are to be aliens and go, what's with that guy? He's an alien. <laughs> he's friendly. He shows up on time. He's honest. He works hard. Be aliens. Glow in the dark. But understand, we have help from heaven. We have supplements from heaven. And just like an ambassador, we get our support. We get our supply. We get our protection from our homeland. And in the meantime, while we're here, folks, listen to me. Heaven is our destination. But we're still here. When the time comes, God knows that time. It's an appointed time. I don't understand all of that. I really don't. But there's a time that you and I, every one of us, we're going to go. But in the meantime, you need to know that you have help from heaven while you're here. You've got a little bit of heaven to go to heaven in, some heaven on earth. We have supplements from heaven that help us. And then one day, we're all going to be citizens. We're, we're going to be living in the land that is our destination of heaven. Now, I want to close with this. If you're a believer... If you're a believer, and I want you to think about this. If you're a believer, this is the most hell you're ever going to have to deal with. If you're a believer, this is the closest to hell you'll ever have to come. If you're not a believer yet, this is the most heaven you're ever going to have. And you don't even have the supplements. This is as good as it's going to get for you. that's a pretty hellish place, especially without the supplements from heaven. All you have to do, though, is get your name. Let me put it this way. You've got an RSVP. The invitation has been sent. And he offers to you and I eternal life and abundant life through his supplements. It's the habitation of God. And you and I should be headed there. And if you're not today, listen to me it's great joy and relief to me to know this is as rough as it's going to get for us. This is the most hell any of us are ever going to have to go through as believers. My heart breaks, though my heart hurts for those that this is as good as it's ever going to get for some of you. And so I want to challenge you today and I want to remind you, hey, with me, I'm looking forward to heaven. Did you get anything at all out of this today?